if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First big news, if you love the Christmas movie Elf. Kev, I know it's your favorite. Mm-hmm. Official Buddy the Elf spaghetti meal kits go on sale next week <laughs> at HelloFreshSpaghetti.com. Buddy the Elf spaghetti features a blend of essential health food groups, including candy and syrup. It comes with marshmallows, maple syrup, chocolate syrup, chocolate cereal, and chocolate frosted pop tarts. Mm, I was doing my buddy the elf imitation yesterday. But, uh, Tracy made chocolate chip cookies. I had not one, not two, not three, not four. I had five cookies. Yesterday. Get out! <laughs> I just couldn't stop. I That's couldn't awesome. Stop. Especially were they hot out of the oven? No, but they were still good. Oh, yum! Second, it's a first Chick Fil A merchandise you don't eat. It's a limited edition hats, mugs, t-shirts, socks. There's even a sauce blanket and a chicken nugget pillow. And finally, (laughs) in the world of food, how would you like to have free McDonald's for life? McDonald's is giving away 12 McGold cards. Celebrities like Rob Lowe supposedly have one where it's free McDonald's for life. No kidding. That would be pretty cool, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. I'd be fun? singing that song all day, every day. I know you love to give your uh, gift cards to homeless people, your $10 McDonald's gift cards. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool to give away a gold card to a f- homeless person? Cool. And you can say, hey, it's free for life. You feel like getting ready for Christmas is a ton of work coming up. It's not your imagination. Do you feel like getting ready for Christmas is a ton of work? Well, it's not just your imagination. Over the course of your lifetime, you will spend almost five years preparing for December 25th. About 60% of us feel like Christmas season is super stressful. Now, what takes Mm. up all our time? During our life, we will spend... 34 hours untangling lights, more than two days decorating the tree, 164 weeks, just over three years cleaning and neatening up before guests arise, uh, arrive. And of course, it is the most wonderful time of the year, and uh, most of us say it's all worth it in the end, but it definitely sure makes you stop and ask, are we spending enough time like... The song Joy to the World says, let every heart prepare him room. Yeah. Is that how we're spending our time? Was, this is, this was very convicting for me we to were, get this ready for the show yesterday. We were stuck in traffic yesterday going to the mall to take care of a Christmas wish. We're stuck in traffic and people were just like not not being nice to each other, driving and stuff. And and my wife, Tracy, she was like, oh, this is so miserable. And I said, hang on, let's hit pause. We're fortunate enough. To be driving to the mall, have all this free time together and resources available, be able to treat somebody to a Christmas they otherwise couldn't afford. We got Christmas music playing on the radio. This is pretty good. This is, if we really take a step back, this is pretty good. She rolled her eyes. <laughs> Nobody wants the lecture when they're frustrated in traffic. <laughs> no right. one. So I just turned up uh, the music. And <laughs> so I don't know about you, but it, it feels like Christmas brings out the childhood aspects of your personality. Oh, big time. And I begged my husband and ended up doing something very childlike last night. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. It's so fun to see Christmas through the eyes of a child. But the other thing that happens is 
um, you tend to act more childlike yourself. And mm. so last night I begged my husband. We had finished dinner. We had pancakes for dinner. <laughs> we finished Speaking dinner. Speaking of childlike, <laughs> go We had leftover you. oatmeal pancake batter. That's so I'm like, awesome. why let it go to waste? Yeah. <laughs> pancakes for dinner. And, uh, well, this is the non-childlike aspect of it. We had decaf coffee to go with our pancakes. <laughs> but anyway, I said, let's go for a walk and look at the Christmas lights. A lot of Christmas lights are up in our neighborhood. Come on, come on, come oh, on. Oh, good idea, yeah. And he was like, uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'll go by myself. He goes, no, I like spending time with you. I'll go with you. And I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> and I just had so much fun. And we like, we got to the point where at one at one house, I hope they don't have video cameras because we developed a fascination. And if you can help me out with this, feel free to call. But we developed a fascination with people who put wreaths in the windows and you can't find a cord anywhere. And I'm like, there's no way they can reach up there and turn on a battery. So it's not battery. There's power somewhere. So Glenn walked way up to this house at the window and we were trying to figure it out. That's not um, childlike. That's stalker-like. <laughs> we had, it news. was so much fun. Somebody had an inflatable Grinch on their porch. It's oh, a cool. mean one. You were walking in a winter wonderland. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was so fun to see the different tastes and styles mm. that people do when they decorate. That's it was cool. a blast. That's fun. I highly recommend it. I know how your neighbors do the wreath with no cord showing, and you were saying there's no way it's battery-operated. Yes, it can be because we've got those. We've got battery operated uh, a garland around the doorway. Oh. And you can use uh, the clicker thing. Uh, some of them come with a clicker thing. Ours doesn't, but they do have like the new upgraded model. Is it model. super bright even though it's battery operated? Well, and do they last as, the whole season? As the life of it goes on, I'm these sure these houses, their wreaths are so bright. But it doesn't draw that much power. The lights don't draw that. I, I don't know what what your friends look like, but ours are, are aren't no, I mean, it's not like yards and yards and yards. It's maybe like 12, maybe 15 feet long. And it's battery operated. Yeah, and it looks great. Huh. And and we, like I said, we have to hit it. But they do have, and I'm sure there's probably some with an app now, right? Where you yeah. can time it on your phone. So, I, yeah. I have candles that do that. Mm. They have a little clicker. So maybe I'll uh, yeah. look for an after Christmas sale. There you go. There you go. Next that's year. A, yeah, that's the way to buy Christmas stuff right now. However, we were out last night. I'm going to tell you about our trip to the mall in a little while. But uh, there was 50% off of Christmas decorations. I don't know if it was all of them, but uh, at Macy's in their, their North Pole area. So mm. you might be able to get some deals right now. Can you imagine this? You go through your entire life without ever having a birthday party. That's so sad. There, mm. There's a theme. There's an episode of Big Bang Theory where Leonard, they finally throw him a birthday party because his mom was like this really stern, strict lady. And she didn't, she was a psychologist. She didn't <laughs> believe in parties. She didn't believe in parties. <laughs> so they finally throw him his first ever birthday party. Well, this happened to a woman in North Carolina and her name is Laureen. And she just celebrated her 105th birthday. Wow. And for the first time in her entire life, she had a birthday party. What? Yeah. Never at the had nursing one? home when she lived. She never had one. They had singing. They lined the hallways. They put a crown on her, a tear on her head. Someone came in and did her hair and her makeup. Wow. And she's so sweet. You know, she's so elderly. One of the things she likes to say, and she's got the best North Carolina accent, she'll go, I love you. And get this, they even brought in a pony because she missed out on all those birthday parties. I had a pony. And uh, then also um, they asked her, 
how come you never had a birthday party? What gives? Like, what's the deal? And she said, oh, I was way too busy taking care of all my younger brothers and sisters. Aww. So there's never time for a birthday wow. party for a big sis. Mm. Isn't that odd? You should have seen the joy on her face. What a great lesson. Isn't it? It's never too late. Yep, never, <laughs> never too late. Never too late. 105 years old. Are you in a corporate setting at work coming up? What we can learn from the office suck up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, are you in a corporate setting? Did you know there's a lot you can learn from the office suck up? For real? The only thing more maddening than observing them in action, hanging around the boss's office, doling (laughs) out compliments to all the right people, charming, uh, chiming in at every meeting is realizing it's working. (laughs) Now, why is it so annoying? Well, because deep down, we all kind of like the idea of being the favorite. Hmm. So what can you learn from the office suck up? Uh, Maybe you need to promote yourself a little more and talk about a successful project and who helped out. Also, be grateful for him or her. They may be making your life easier by soothing an insecure boss's ego, making him or her less likely to micromanage the rest of y'all. Wow. Fascinating. The The whole article is fascinating. I try to summarize it for yeah. you. But yeah, if you want to learn more, if you if you have that situation at work, just Google it. It's fascinating. <laughs> oh, Taylor, uh, my family, my wife and I and our youngest daughter, we took care of a, uh, a giving tree. Do you have one of those at church where they yeah. put needs around the community? Yeah, we picked one and we took care of it last night. <gasps> Cannot out. wait That's to tell awesome. you about it. I can't wait to hear about it. My wife and I, we went out last night with our daughter, and we um, we fulfilled a Christmas wish. Um, we found one for a little girl. I, I looked for one specifically, by the way, that I knew my wife and my daughter would be excited about going for. And it was a girl size 4T. Aww. And I was like, oh, yeah, right, right. It's so fun. Exactly. Right when I told April, hey, we're going to go do this thing for, it's a, it's for a little girl. She's a toddler. You want to go? She was like... Absolutely. Here's the nights that I'm I'm available. I'm not working. So we went last night, and it was funny. On the way, um, my wife, who she does the bills, she goes, okay, I'm figuring we're going to spend, you know, like $100. And I said, huh, April, what do you have in mind? She goes, maybe a little bit more than that. Let's just say it was a lot more than that. When I can we walked imagine. out the door. Because yeah. we all went, we like kind of separated. And we all came back with outfits, and we liked them all so much. Aww. We're like, well, I'm not putting mine back. Well, I'm not putting mine back. Well, I'm not, I'm not putting mine back. And then we had to go and get tights for like some of the outfits and Aww. socks. And if we had known her shoe size, we would have gotten yeah. shoes too. But uh, let's just say there's a little little girl who wears a 4T somewhere in our area that is going to have a fantastic fantastic Christmas. She's going to be that kid. Remember, can you remember going back to school after Christmas vacation and it's like all your friends would have new clothes and stuff? Yeah. That was never me, by the way. My parents <laughs> didn't do that, but all your they'd have like a whole new war. She's going to be that kid. By the way, I got asked, so that was the, her parents' wish was for clothes, not clothes. for toys. Clothes for, for a 4T. Ah, right. very cool. And I was tempted to get her a toy um, because the toy department was right next to the kids' clothes. Mm-hmm. Did not get her a toy. I did get me one, though. <laughs> I'll tell you about that next. We were out shopping last night, taking care of a Christmas wish. Little girl, size 4T. We had a blast. But while my wife was ringing everything up, it, it took a minute. Um, the toy department was right next door to the kids' clothing. I was like, I'm going I'm to go look at the toys. And she was like, there's no toys on the list. I said, I know. I just want to look. I felt like a kid. Like, I'm not going to ask for anything, Mom. I'm just going to look. <laughs> I did get something. Yeah. Something that has frustrated me for years is my son 
is one of those people that can do a Rubik's Cube in like 20 seconds. You know what I mean? He doesn't even look at it. He just, there you go, done. And I can't, I can't do it. I can't even get one side done. So I found what I'm calling, you ever seen those books that'll be like uh, Guitar for Dummies or mm-hmm. Algebra for Dummies? You found Rubik's Cube for Dummies? I did. It's only got four squares on each side. <laughs> oh, how funny. It's not a book about how to do no, a Rubik's no, no, no. Cube. It's literally a Rubik's Cube yeah, that with, only has four panels. I think panel, a, four a real, what does squares. a real one have? Three, a real one has nine on yeah. each side. This only has four <laughs> on each side. And I told the lady, I said, you know what my Shark Tank thing is going to be? I'm going to make one that is just literally one box and it has a different color on each side. <laughs> did you have to get back in line to buy that or did you run no, up to your no, wife? No, yeah, they were just about to swipe the card. So I got it just in time. So I thought we How much did it set you back? this baby up. Um, uh, five bucks, six oh, bucks, some, something like that. So Rubik's let's open this baby up. Dummies. And why don't you mix it up? Here, I'll toss okay. it over to you. You you mix it up and I'll see see how long it takes for me to solve it, if in fact I can. And okay. then we'll let, and then you you can have a world too. Okay. Okay. This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. There's a foster mom who's changing the world one child at a time. She sounds incredible. Check this out. Her name is Danielle. She became a foster mom 16 years ago and within two years adopted one of the kids, a little two-year-old girl. Well, during the adoption, she found out she was pregnant. But instead of focusing on just her own family, she and her husband chose to continue helping kids and founded a nonprofit called One Simple Wish to change the lives of kids in foster care. They've granted wishes for over a quarter of a million kids. Mm. And just recently, they invited nine, nine kids aging out of the foster care system to New York for what they thought was a foster care conference, but instead surprised them with new cars and a year's worth of insurance and gas. No kidding. Isn't that so cool? That is. Wow. I guess they had to drive home. That just I just realized <laughs> I flew them there. But uh, road trip. Right, exactly. <laughs> we put some snacks in there for yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes when you have things that aren't like everybody else, you feel left out. Hmm. Um, and my Christmas lights are not up to par with my neighbors. <laughs> and I've been banned from using a certain type of Christmas lights by my husband. <laughs> I'll tell you what the story behind it in just a minute. So one of the lessons we all learn in life, even as a little kid, is, you know, you can't have what everybody else has. And <laughs> it might be your off-brand shoes when you're a little kid right. or, or whatever it is. Well, as for me... Great, great philosopher Mick Jagger said, you can't always get what right. you want. Exactly. Well, for me as a grown woman... It is. I am banned from using certain types of Christmas lights by your on husband. our decoration by my husband. <laughs> and last night we went for a walk in the neighborhood. We're looking at the Christmas lights and I'm like, remind me why I'm only allowed to use solar lights. And just to paint the picture, the solar lights are dinky. They're tiny. <laughs> They're not that bright. And if you have a cloudy day, you have no Christmas lights on your bushes that night because they didn't get to recharge during the day. But you're saving and, the planet. Well, that's not about that. This It's about saving money in our house. So here's what <laughs> happened. Um, when we first moved into our house a couple years ago, uh, I don't want to scare anyone, by the way, from electrical lights. This is not your issue. This is our house. Something had been wired wrong in the back, and we put white lights on the bushes in the back and it reminded me of my hometown of jupiter florida because 
they have white lights on the palm okay. trees all year long. So yeah. when Christmas was over, I was like, no, no, we're leaving them up. It's going to be a toss <laughs> to my childhood. And uh, this I is was our thing. insistent. I was like, we are not taking those white lights down. Those are gorgeous. And um, <laughs> let's just say my husband reminded me the whole story last night, which I contend to whitewash my memory for right, bad things. Right. We all do. Um, there was a, a something done when our house was wired way before we lived there. We bought a house that was was gently used. It wasn't new. And it blew out our entire electrical panel. <laughs> and it was a $3,000 oh, repair. Merry Christmas. And wow. I was like, oh, thanks, babe. When I have the comparison <laughs> trap with looking at my neighbor's beautiful bright lights <laughs> and my dinky tiny solar lights, <laughs> I will remember the $3,000 we're still paying off to get a new electrical panel. So, yeah, that is a story. A Christmas story so of why Taylor's only allowed to have the dinky lights. You're not saving the planet. <laughs> you're saving your house. Yes, right? our, our pocketbook, our budget. So, you know what my uh, daughter and I did? We were thinking about how long did it take Mary and Joseph on that donkey to make their journey? Ooh. How long would it have taken them to go roughly 70 miles? We're going to talk about what we figured out and see if you agree next. So um, my daughter and I, we've tried to figure out how long would it have taken Mary and Joseph to travel from Nazareth to uh, Bethlehem? How this long sounds would... like one of those word problems that I had growing up <laughs> right. in algebra. Right. Well, we, we've tried to figure in everything, like the terrain. There wasn't mountainous, but there were some hilly areas they yeah. had to go through. But not, nothing too, nothing too awful, says the guy who wasn't riding a donkey. Anyhow, it wasn't too. It was pretty, pretty flat, except for some some hilly parts. So it's roughly seventy miles. And oh. a donkey, we looked this up. A donkey walking goes about three point five miles an hour. However, mm-hmm. you have to figure in Joseph is walking next to the donkey, so he might not be quite as consistent as the donkey was. And you have to figure in too, the donkey did have a pregnant woman on his back the whole way. So, so that, how many minutes did you average per that mile? May have slowed him down. Well, I mean, you figure that out: three point five miles an hour. If they traveled, you know, how many hours a day? We figured it was probably right around a week, give or take oh. a day. Maybe a day earlier, maybe a day later, depending on you know. If they you know, stopped at Denny's, we don't know. Right. And it was probably account. really hot, right? Because Jesus wasn't really born in December. You know, I didn't figure that time so of the year. It was probably so hot. I don't know what that time of the, But what donkey. is that time of the year like there? Is it is it cold uh, they during, match, the, during the evening? They're similar to, you know, like as okay, far as so it could the have United been, States. It could have been chilly. Yeah. Or it could have been like this time of the year. You know, the joke, the joke, no matter where you live, this time of the year is just wait five minutes and the weather will change. Yeah, I think the desert got cold at night, I bet. Okay. So we were figuring, and what do you think about this? Do you think we're spot on? We're, we're saying between six to eight days. That's what we're figuring. If Joseph was a typical guy, he did not stop. He was like, come on, let's keep going. You, you take a nap. You're going to say he did not stop for directions. Or didn't stop for directions, <laughs> right? Mary, poor Mary's like, I think we've passed this palm tree seven times now, Joseph. <laughs> well, the challenge with Mary is when you're pregnant, you have to go a lot, and there's not a quick trip on every corner in the desert. So that's a challenge, right. too. Hey, there's this star up there. Maybe we should follow that. What do you think, Joseph? The original <laughs> GPS, right? <laughs> yeah. So, what, what do you do? You think we're accurate in that six to eight days that it probably took them to uh, to make the journey from Nazareth to uh, to Bethlehem? I would love to hear your thoughts. Give us a call, or maybe talk about it with your kids and, and give us a call. What do they think? 
Hey, Don, so my daughter and I were we were trying to speculate, given the information we had of how, how long it would have taken Mary and Joseph, you know, by donkey to get from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And we came up with about six to eight days. Uh, what do you think? I think that's way too long, because if you divide three into 70, you know, three hours, that's 24 hours. So, of course, they didn't walk a straight 24 hours because they could have did it in one day if they never stopped. <laughs> she was pregnant, so she had to stop a pilot every couple hours, I would say, and take a break. Yeah, I'd say yeah. half that. Mm. I'd say probably half of that because you, you go two hours, rest about 30 minutes, go another two hours, rest 30 minutes, go another two hours, rest 30 minutes. So you, you would say about three to five days then? Yes, because yeah. if I were to uh, take off walking now and I didn't stop, Till this time tomorrow, I'd be 70 miles. Right, but you're a dude, so... <laughs> right, and, and, and she... <laughs> He does That's have right. a pregnant woman along with him. And I remember my wife being pregnant. If she said, we're stopping for a few hours, we were stopping a for few, a few hours. A few hours. I think it was at least two and a half weeks because Joseph wouldn't ask for directions. Yeah. <laughs> and they passed the palm tree several times. That's right. That's right. I know I've seen this one before. All right. Thanks okay. for calling, buddy. Yes. God bless. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Did you hear a student at UGA's created a cure for stinky socks? Matthew <laughs> Tesvich is the founder of Ox Socks, a company that produces odorless socks that huh. prevent smelly feet. And it came out of necessity. You see, Matthew said growing up, his parents told him to throw away his socks after baseball practice. It was that bad. Wow. They were so stinky that he wasn't allowed to join the family in the living room before he changed out <laughs> he of was them. Banished to the outer darkness. Yeah. So, There's wailing and tossing of dirty socks. Yes. So Matthew got to work and he developed these socks that have antibacterial properties that keep your socks smelling fresh. They did an experiment. And I heard he was talking to, he's like, Okay, so how old do you think these socks are? And she goes, they they smell clean to me. And uh, and he goes, he goes, uh, there's a week old. She was smelling week old socks. Mm. <laughs> I am so excited to check in with our producer Griffin. Yeah. Um, okay, so in the past, he's kept us posted about the visits to Santa oh, with yeah, his yeah. kids. And Sitting there are Santa's some lap. epic photos. Like yes. we put it to montages of the tears <laughs> together. So uh. yesterday they went to see Santa and get Ooh. their picture made. Oh. We'll find out how right. it went in just a minute. Real quick, Gr- Griff, you're going to talk to us about uh, the kids sitting on Santa's lap. Yeah. I have a gift for you. Oh, yeah? Um, you guys have heard me talking about how I bought this uh, Nerf football at the dollar store the other day, mm-hmm. and I left it out in the yard. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what the kids in the neighborhood would do with it. If they would steal it or not. Um, my wife <laughs> my wife told me in no uncertain terms yesterday, enough, you need to get rid of the football. <laughs> so, Griff, here you go for the kids. Oh, thank you. Oh, nice Ooh, I want to try throwing dollar it. Dollar store Nerf oh, football, which, I used by to the love way, these. yeah, and they're cool. I've never thrown. I've never seen one or thrown one in my life. Tell me that wouldn't tempt that wouldn't tempt ten year old Griffin walking down oh, yeah, the street. Yeah, I think right? I had one like this. Yeah, and when you throw it, those little red things on the side, it goes <laughs> makes a whistle. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, it makes a whistle noise. And you it can looks throw like it a really spaceship. far. Yeah, I mean, you can that that you can chuck that a mile. It makes Let's, you feel like you're good at throwing a football. <laughs> Let's go test it in the hallway in a minute. Okay. <laughs> I want to try. Remember, we did that with a soccer ball once, and bad things happened, but we'll give it a whirl. All right, so Griff, you took the kids yeah. to sit on Santa's lap. How'd it go? Well, yeah, it's always an adventure. You know, there's been years where there's been a lot of tears. Um, I think last year went okay. 
<laughs> my wife said it did. I remember, yeah. And I think both kids smiled last year, and it was pretty normal. That, that's a win. Yeah. That's a win. This year, we go in to see Santa. It's their turn to walk into the room to meet him. And both kids immediately go up against the wall. <gasps> and Eloise, oh, no. my daughter, is hiding behind Thatcher. And like oh, they're a little goodness. hesitant to go up to him. Eventually, they both walk up to Santa uh-huh. and, you know, um, start to take pictures. Neither one of them really smiled. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Thatcher may have had a few smiles, but Eloise, she was not, you know. Not having not anything. Doing it. At- but mm. Santa did something really cool. I've never seen a Santa do this. I've never seen Santa do this before. Yeah. He had sunglasses for himself and for the kids. Uh-huh. So they all put sunglasses on and kind of did like a mean mug type of... <laughs> Since they're not going to smile anyways, yeah. at least you get kind of a cool picture. That's hilarious. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. So I think that turned out pretty that well. That is funny. Did they and, tell Santa what they wanted or was that too scary? Uh, my son did. Thatcher did. Eloise, I don't think she said much at all. That <laughs> solves your issue of her flipping her gift. There you go. Yeah, you can she say, never well, said. Well, you never yeah. told Santa. Oh, well. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That's on, that's on you, kid. <laughs> Sorry. Life lesson. <laughs> you know, you you see a lot of commercials, and you hear a lot of uh, I don't know advice givers giving advice on how can you make the holidays less stressful with your relatives and loved ones? How can you not argue around the dinner table? And it's almost like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, would, would people really have that attitude of dreading getting together with their family and their loved ones if they weren't told all the time over and over and over again, oh, this is going to be stressful. Can we talk about that and maybe flip the script a little bit on that so we can all have a really great time with our family and loved ones this year? We'll talk about it next. I think maybe I have a different perspective on family gatherings at Christmas time and Thanksgiving and stuff, especially since I, I lost my mom. Mm. Um, because I've, I'll tell you, there were times when, uh, now looking back, I should have been a lot more uh, generous with my spirit and looking forward to seeing her and stuff. Because I would look at it as like, okay, we got to go all the way to, my mom lived in another state. She lived in Baltimore. All right, we got to go all the way to Baltimore. And then we're going to have to meet her. And then we're going to, then she's going to be like full on mom mode, treating me like I'm 10. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? I would just, I would allow all of that to get into my head. And I, I thought I could share something with you guys, maybe as a way to encourage you and, and, and all of us. We see like commercials over and over and over again telling us how miserable family gatherings are. There's even one for, I forget what, uh, it's like an outdoor clothing company. And their theme is be an outsider. And this guy's walking through the party. And there's Uncle Al and Aunt Irma. And then there's, you know, your cousin Bill. And they're all, like, kind of obnoxious people. And then he walks outside and goes, ah. and it And the theme is be an outsider. Like, as if, you know, you're not them. You're somebody else. Well, I got news for you. They're your family. You are them. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, <laughs> you are them. And they are you. And God has given us these people to get through life with. And even the the most annoying relative or friend that, that is of the family that you have, they're in your life for a reason, right? God uses other people to teach us things like patience, humility, you know, all the virtues that we strive for. All those people help us to get there. And maybe we can flip the script this year and look forward to seeing people. And yes, no, okay, somebody's got a different political view than you or or maybe they're like wow you know jesus wasn't really born on the 25th okay whatever just let it go and enjoy the gathering enjoy the fact that you've been blessed to have all these people in your life because they're not always going to be there and when those faces are gone 
you're going to long for them to come back. So I hope that encourages you today. That was so good what you shared earlier, Kev, about just kind of trying to flip the script on spending time with family. It's just wild um, sometimes how many uh, dynamics there are in one given family, especially if if it's really big. I mean, I know families where it is like, it really is almost utopic. Like when I look at my Aunt Rhoda's family, they have 11 kids Mm -hmm. and they all just genuinely, you can tell they love each other's company. I'm sure maybe if I got to scratch below the surface, there's probably like some bickering or things like that going on. But the one thing that really helps me anytime there's a, a conflict with a family or friend, there was a pastor that we heard him preach all growing up, Pastor Lou Miller. And he always drilled into us like almost like it was a verse in the bible i'm sure it's like a adaptation Hmm. he would say love initiates." say it again and he'd make (laughs) us all repeat from the pews love initiates and man if you start to apply that to your life (gasps) it's transformative because even if someone has hurt you or and I get it. There are certain people you kind of, you you know, because of the pain they've caused, you do have to mm-hmm. back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if it's just a, you know, the generic, wow, that was kind of cruel. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they didn't mean it. Right. It makes you go, oh, great, man. Love initiates. So I guess a better call. Mm-hmm. I guess a better text. And it, it really will change your relationships forever. It's not easy. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> there are days where you're like. The last per- thing I want to do right now is initiate with this person. Well, here's an- another way to look at it, too, is we we all have, like, picture that person in your mind. There's probably one relative that you would you would rather run a marathon barefoot than sit next to them at Christmas dinner. You're that person in someone else's <laughs> life. I think and I'm we not all in are. way too no, many all, people's no, lives. No, you're not, but we all, to <laughs> someone, it's just, and it could be not even anything you do. You might, they might just find who you are. Believe it or not, there are a few people that find me a little irritating. What? <laughs> so, but that helps with, with viewing the whole thing of yeah. knowing like, you know, we're all human beings. We all have quirks. We all have weirdness. We all have all of these things. And if we just got better at being graceful about it with each other and looking forward to seeing people, you know, we, mm-hmm. I think I, I just really hope that maybe... Maybe Kevin and Taylor listeners this year, we can flip the script on this whole, oh, the holidays are stressful because you have to see all these people. How about the holidays are awesome because you get to see all these people, right?